Good evening, everyone, and uh, welcome to another edition of In Off The Bar. Joining myself, got my co-host Cam, and our guest this week, huge Chatham Town fan, Maxie Hobbs. Welcome to the show, Max. How you Thanks doing? So Thanks very much for having us, guys. Great to be here with you. How are you, Cam? Looking yeah, forward good, to mate. a good all show good. this week. Yeah, it should be good, mate. Um, it's always nice to be chatting about your boyhood club, isn't it? So it's nice to have Max on as well. Uh, change of face. <laughs> Absolutely. All got our shirts on tonight, guys. It's good to see. So tonight we'll be discussing Cheltenham Town and their season so far. Uh, we'll also be doing a halftime team talk and we'll also be picking our ultimate five-a-side Premier League teams. So on to Cheltenham, Max. How have you... Um, how have you seen the season so far? Yeah, it's been, I mean, first and foremost, we've got to say it's been a really good season. Uh, we're second in the league. We've played some really good football. Uh, Gary Neville made that quote that we were the the best team he's seen in the league this season. And we didn't even win that game as well. That finished nil now. <laughs> um, well, that's coming from uh, Gary Neville, then um, there's hope. <laughs> he knows the stuff. Exactly, yeah. And we turned them out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that you, we can't, you know, fault it. I think if we've been kind of nit, nitpicking a little bit, we've missed a number of good opportunities to probably have tied it all up by now. But then I think every other club can probably say the same. You look at those results and we've, we've dropped a lot of points late on. We've conceded a lot of late goals. Um, so the character kind of has come into question a few times. Uh, but the great thing about the squad is they always bounce back. Every time we lose, we always seem to win the next game. Uh, we just lost on Sunday, so hopefully I've set us up perfectly for a win live on Sky on Friday, chaps. Hopefully, yeah. A good Friday thriller. What we want to see. Uh, plenty of goals and a town win. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, under Duff in the last couple of seasons, he's he's really got us well drilled, hasn't he? And... Uh, you know, he's churned out some really good results. Obviously, missed out just last season in the playoffs. But do you think, um, obviously, you rate Duff quite highly. Do you think he's, you know, if, if we did go up, he'd, he'd get the backing? I think he would, yeah. Um, yeah. I th- obviously, you know, it's really difficult for clubs, not just actually in League 2 and lower, but also even League 1 and Championship clubs at the moment, to know where they're going to stand next season with, with you know our main source of revenue has been completely cut away from us uh you know we've reported losses of over a million uh and this is you know normally we're a well-run club uh we've always been lucky to have that um so but i do believe you know we've got a very ambitious chairman i think paul baker did a great job when he while he was here uh but i think it did need something new a new vision and uh Andy Wilcox has been a really good addition. And I think he would get the back. And I think that the most important thing is that, is that we keep Duff. I think you can yeah. you know, lose any player from that squad. Uh, but Duff is really the one we need to keep. And I think we all know it's a matter of time before he goes. Uh, but I think we can get another season out of him for sure. I, th- I think the fact he's a club legend... Uh, you know, he's got a lot of ties to the club. His family are here, his kids are in school here. I don't think it's as easy as uh, just taking a job, you know, at a, I don't know, a Doncaster or Port. <laughs> That's my third. 
think he'll really give it a good go with us. And personally, I think he's ready made for Burnley long term. I think he's a Burnley guy, uh, and he'll be he'll be up there in years to come. He is yeah, a good manager, absolutely. massive manager. Um, and obviously, when uh, as you said about Baker leaving, um, I think it's been a huge step up for Cheltenham because, like I said, Wilcox is he's very driven. He knows what he wants, um, and he sees it sees it in the future. And I think Duff is a great manager as well. And, and we've increased our uh, our owner in in Wilcox and the chairman in, in Wilcox. And now we've got a better manager with Duff, which helps. Um, and I was saying to Nick before um, that, you know, last season when we missed out on the playoffs, I think we were we were short of one or two players, inexperienced players. And uh, I think the start of the season, he's recognised that in the summer, just gone. Um, and he's brought in, obviously, Circum and Williams, two players that we kind of needed, you know, um, Williams is guaranteed 10 goals a season in this league. Circum is, is a proven League One player. So um, what do you make of those, those uh, sort of purchases for Cheltenham? Because it's huge, obviously, with COVID knocking back the club massively and us being very reliant on those, those very good uh, freebies. What, what do you make of those, Max? Yeah, I think you're right. Going back to that, that Northampton game, on, I think any Cheltenham fan will never forget watching that second leg. It was a, a freak game and we got bullied. Duff said it in the interview after the game. We, we got absolutely bullied, got completely done. And, you know, you hear, I mean, Liam Sirkham in particular, who you, you picked on there. Um, I don't really know how we got him, to be honest. He, I've got a few friends who are actually Bristol Rovers fans. And, you know, they didn't want him to go and, and they're in the league above and, and he can run a midfield. And I, you know, I genuinely believe he's one of the best centre mids in the league or definitely that we could have signed with, you know, with the budgets that we've got. Um, so I think he's been a great addition. I think Williams has kind of been one of those hit and misses. I think some fans like him, some fans don't. He started the season really well. Uh, he's tailed off a little bit, but he has, you know, there's no doubt, even his critics can't doubt that he scored some pretty important goals for us. He scored away at Tranmere, home to Forest Green, um, but he did go a little bit stale, I think. And our problem actually now, uh, I think the worry at this moment is that we're not, we're not really taking our chances enough, uh, but we've definitely become a much stronger, tougher, sturdier side. So we, you don't really see us getting bullied much. I think our problem now is just being clinical. So we need yeah. a, we need a Nick James up front at the moment. <laughs> no chances are there. Uh, it's nice of you to say, mate. Um, a bit rusty at the minute after a <laughs> year out of the game. But yeah, as you say, being clinical, isn't it? But obviously Duff, you know, with that Burnley background has, has made Cheltenham, you know, tough to beat, well-organised. Um, and obviously last season their defensive record was second to Liverpool out of the top four leagues, which is which is quite a stat, really. And, you know, I That's remember it. the days, Max, when we used to go and watch Cheltenham and, you know, they used to ship goals left, right and centre. So it's good to see now, really, under, a, you know, a, a former favourite that, you know, they're looking much more solid. And, um, you know, and if they did go up, I'd be confident that they could hold their own in League One. I have to say that they have they have a lot of players that are good enough for League One. So you look at Raglan, uh, uh, you know, we signed from Oxford. He he should be playing in League One. Um, I still think Toes is a very good player. And so like the core of Cheltenham's group for this season, especially uh, with obviously Circum coming in, Alfie Mays, a League One striker as well. Um, I think the core Cheltenham group for this season is a lot better than what it was last year. 
um, in the past, they've not necessarily had that. And, uh, you know, ha- adding that experience, it shows. And obviously Duff loves playing that three at the back with the two wing backs. It's a very good formation and it suits Cheltenham because they like playing out from the back now, which, you know, when I was younger, that's not the Cheltenham way. You know, we, we pump it up to, to the big, big lad and he, uh, he knocks Jules. it down. <laughs> yeah, big Julian Allsop, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's really good to see, obviously, for uh, the three of us, massive Cheltenham through and through, you know, in terms of us living here for so long and, and even as a fan. Um, but I think it's so important now that in the sort of the run into the end of the season that we get it right. And because like you said, Max, uh, we, we have had chances to potentially be clear at the moment in this league, but it does seem that everyone's beating everyone, doesn't it? Yeah. And do you know what? That is what I love about League Two. Um, well, it's not just League Two, actually. I think the Championship and League One can also do this. So you take the bottom two right now, uh, a bottom of the league, and we were, we're second. They outplayed us at home, won 3 1, and they completely did a job on us. Uh, we didn't play great, but they came with a game plan and it worked. And then you look at uh, Barrow, who are 22nd. They've beaten us 5 0 on aggregate over two games. It's 3 0 away and 2 0 at home. And they're near the bottom of the table, aren't they, Barrow? Yeah. Exactly. We seem yeah. to play better against the better sides. Which is why, actually, I'm I'm very confident for Friday. I really hope that mm. you know we can put a performance on for the cameras. And I do think, especially in League Two, that experience in those situations is a factor. And I think that Man City game with all the media buzz that was around that, we had the playoffs last season with all that you know everyone coming up for that. I do think that will help the players as well because sometimes I find or I found before in the rare times that we're on TV, we're like rabbit in the headlights and we <laughs> get a bit shocked and we just don't do ourselves justice. But I honestly, uh, I'd much rather play Tranmere than Barrow. <laughs> That's a really <laughs> odd thing to say. They, they always seem up for the game, don't they, in terms of the, against the bigger teams, like Nick said. And um, it's, it's good, I guess, because, you know, against the better teams, you need to beat those around you, don't you? Um but I guess they need to try and get those draws into wins and uh, potentially those losses into draws if they need to against the against the worser teams in the league because that's what's going to be the difference at the end of the season. But yeah, I was just going to say um, about the, the Man City game. Um, obviously, we were able to get that FA Cup tie on, on TV and obviously we, we did park it because it's against Man City. But how big do you think that was for League Two football? Um, you know, it, with a lot of people stereotypically thinking that it's, pump it long and see what happens. But actually, Chatham did play some nice football that day. Max, it, it was you, wasn't it, that's letting those fireworks off at half-time? <laughs> it was indeed, yeah. <laughs> Got a bit excited. Yeah, what a time, think, what a game. Yeah, it was, do you know what? It was an amazing experience, actually. Um, another one of those never-forget moments. I was actually in Italy uh, with my wife and her mum, who don't care anything about football they even sat and watched it with me over a pizza and a beer it was uh, it was an amazing experience we i think uh i think we did lead to very proud that day and um i think like what everything that duff has tried to do with the squad was kind of encompassed in that game so we know we can go along with the throw everyone talks about that uh but we're much more than just about that we we have a lot of other elements to us, you know, we can dig deep, we can grind out a win away at Harrogate, we can play pretty football on a nice pitch. Uh, and, you know, against Man City, we, we played to our strengths, we scored with the throw, 
Ben Tozer made the clearance of the season. I still don't know how his head didn't that come off. That was incredible. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, must have taken his head off (laughs) yeah absolutely and you know we were we were so close I remember saying at the time my god we're nine minutes away from not exaggerating probably the biggest cut upset of all time really when you when you bear in mind the difference between the two clubs Uh, I think we did the league really proud I think we did the, the town and the club really proud and I'd never felt so hyped having lost the game I just the the buzz was really special And obviously the only shame was that no one could be there, but that's just how it is at the moment. Yeah, no, it was um, it was a great game. And, you know, Chatham had their own for a good good 80 minutes of that, didn't they? You know, played some good football and uh, and really sort of matched them and, and used the, the Toza bomb, as you call it, Max, set pieces and, you know, played to the strengths. I remember, you know, like uh, Stoke used to do against Arsenal, you know, they, they identified the weaknesses there, long throw set pieces, um, target that vulnerable centre back pairing. Benga um, hated that, didn't he? Pat was well, I say pulling his hair out. He ain't got any hair to pull out, but um, <laughs> you know, and he, he made those changes, didn't he? As we had to make those changes, Pat, and uh, you know, obviously it did change things for them in that in that last sort of ten minutes. Even uh, even converted George Lloyd, who's renowned for being a striker out out wide, which looked very good, <laughs> and he was very good that day as well. Um, but yeah, anyway, Max, it's, uh, it's that time of the show. Um, you've created some questions for us for our little halftime team talk. Um, so how it's going to work is you're going to fire a question at both of us. We've got a minute to answer, okay, uh, which I will try and time this end and uh, we will go. So if you want to fire the first question at Nick uh, and off, off you go. Okay, chap. So I've got two trivias and one opinion one. So I've got premiership round, premiership round first. Steady as you go, Max. Uh, so, Nick, <laughs> fastest hat trick in Premier League history was scored by who? Oh, I believe it is Robbie Fowler against the Arsenal. Oh, I reckon you're wrong there. Well, that's a good guess, actually, but he is wrong. Cam, have you got any? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Marne for Southampton against. Oh, geez, was it? Not sure who they're playing. I'm sorry, but I think it was uh, Mane. You're absolutely right, sir. And he was playing for Southampton. Yeah, 2015. Who were they playing? Aston Villa. That, and it was, was two it, yeah. minutes and 56 seconds. I remember the own goal that um, that one of the... It might not have even been for Villa player. I think it was uh, the for Sunderland player. <laughs> yeah, Max, was the Fowler one... That was the original record, wasn't it? I believe you're right, yeah. Yeah, so it was actually quite recently broken. So, well done, Cam. That's one point to you. And we will move to Cam next for... Now, Cam, you're, I believe, your goalkeeper at heart, aren't you? So this might fave you, this one. Yeah, I Um, mean, I I try try to be, be. yeah. (laughs) As long as he's not getting megged. Yeah, exactly. I claim I'm I'm good at up front as well. the most clean sheet? Who has kept the most clean sheet in Premier League history? It's very tough. Um, ooh. You know what? I'm going to go for someone like Tim Howard. Is it able to come over to me on, on the buzzer? Incorrect. So we will go over to Nick. Lee, it is Petter Czech. 
That's another steal. One, one. Big Pete. Go on, lad. Excellent work. For a bonus point, how many? <laughs> oh, God. Are we going to the nearest? Uh, 24. <laughs> we'll go for the nearest, yeah. I don't, I don't have a clue. Oops. Um, I just need to check off the top of my head. Let's go 110. Okay, 110, Nick. Uh, 102. It's 202. You're 100 off, Nick, so Can takes the bonus point. I mean, I can't, I don't think I can claim the victory there. I was still a good 90 points off. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have one final one each? So I've got a Champions League question and a World Cup question. Uh, So, Nick, two. English players have won the World Cup Golden Boots. Can you name them? Oh, two English players. Definitely got one. Harry Kane. And he won it in the World Cup in Russia. He had the Golden Boot there. And another Englishman. Yeah, one more. You've, Harry Kane is correct. Uh, Gary Lineker. Bang on. Shot well done. Shooting that. that is a <laughs> point for you. That makes it 2-2. Two, two. And the decider then will go to Cam to win. This is, quite, I think, quite a difficult one, this one, but I wanted to test you. Only one player in history has won three Champions Leagues. Who is that player? And can you name the clubs for bonus points? Oh, I mean, how long are you giving me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a clue. Think 90s. Uh, did you say the golden boot? Uh, no, sorry. He's won the Champions League with three different clubs. Hmm. Put my hand up, sir. Here, oh, Nick likes it. We'll uh, we'll give Cam some time. I'm thinking someone that may have played for Milan. Um... Correct, correct. You know what? I'm going to have a punt at Seydorf. Fantastic punt! That is the one, Clarence Seydorf. Clarence Seydorf. Not going to lie, I didn't, I didn't actually know that. That was just a <laughs> just a punt off the top of my head. Um, yeah, yeah. Play. you ground it down. It was AC Milan, Ajax, and Real Madrid. Yeah, it makes sense now. Club. Yeah, fair. But yeah, that's that was um that was. Can you good. take the quiz there? Good I questions. did prepare a little extra, a little extra question, which was uh, your favourite footballing memories. I thought we could quickly uh, have a little chat about your favourite football memory ever. Um, hey Nick, I'll let you because you're the older man. Yeah, more. My... <laughs> Uh, my one would probably be FA Cup final uh, with some friends in London. Arsenal v Hull, 2-0 down. Oh. Thinking what, what more could go wrong. <laughs> and just a wonderful comeback, a wonderful night. FA Cup to end the drought. Um, that for me, certainly up there. And watching England abroad as well in the, uh, in the World Cup. 
you know, just uh, being in the, there, the atmosphere and the sunshine, beers flowing. Great experience. What about you, Cam? Um, you know, I'm going to keep mine on the Cheltenham theme. Uh, just because uh, I've not necessarily had many Arsenal ones. I've, I've been to a few games, but they've not necessarily been like huge in terms of live. Uh, I'm going to keep it on that theme as well in terms of going to the actual game. Uh, mine's got to be the playoff semi-final versus Torquay down at Plainmore. Absolutely incredible game. Um, obviously, we were 2-0 we were, we were up from the first leg um, and we just played, played really, really well. Uh, I think Torquay scored first and uh, then we managed to score an absolute worldie with Marlon Pack. Crowd went wild. Um, I do remember a couple of uh, club of flares going off and, uh, you know, me being a hardcore fan that I was back in the day. I was a uh, centre of it all. Not saying that I, uh, you know, let the flare off, but it was, I thought that was a, yeah, a great moment for the club. And obviously we were unlucky not to win the final, but, um, you know, you've got to give Nick Powell some credit for that because that, that was a great goal as well. Two great goals. Yeah, Max going on a you know playoff final that we went to see at the Millennium. Uh, you know, Guinan, wasn't it, with the winner? Great goal. Um, yeah. That was another great moment. How about you, Max? Uh, yeah, I love that one with Torquay, Can That brought back some memories, to be fair. I was probably hugging you at some stage. So, <laughs> <that> was... <laughs> um, yeah, who knows? Mine... Mine goes back to 2012 when I went to my first England tournament uh, in Poland and Ukraine. And it was the game against Sweden that we won 3-2. And it was probably the biggest roller coaster football match I've experienced live. Uh, we took the lead. And then I think Olaf Melberg scored twice for Sweden. And then I don't know if you remember this, Nick, maybe you might remember Theo Walcott punting one in from long range. And then Danny Welbeck with the back heel to give us the win uh, and yeah, I've yeah. never experienced a it was in the Olympic Stadium in Kiev and the, the the atmosphere was just absolutely electric something completely new to me at the time and it's a day I'll never forget so mine would be the England win against Sweden that was huge it was a good game was that, that uh, Gerard absolute diag to Carol in the first half oh, mate that was a very good goal to be fair but god that England team was uh, was not very good was it it was the Who's best the manager there Hodgson uh well it was yeah it would have been wouldn't it was it it was about 2012 wasn't it I think so um yeah it would have been a Hodgson I think it was Hodgson yeah yeah, yeah mm. just before Southgate Right, guys, so moving on to our um, ultimate Premier League current five-a-side teams, having one player from each side. Um, Max, we'll start with you. Who have you picked and why? OK, so I reckon this is going to be quite standard, but I'll just quickly go through mine. So I can't look past Martinez in goal. I think he's had a superb season. He's, nice job, yeah. he's a big, I think Arsenal made it, dropped a clanger letting him go, honestly. He's been absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Well, uh, for what's so, deemed as quite cheap as well uh, in this in this market. 20, 20 million it went for, didn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is probably my left field pick. The, the other three will probably be quite standard. But my defender <clears throat> is a player who really impressed me before he got injured. Uh, for Leicester, James Justin. I thought he had a really good mm. first half of the season. People talking about him for England. 
Uh, and it's a real shame that he picked up that injury. So I'd have Justin in there, quite athletic, mobile. Uh, we had, a, we did mention him last week, to be fair. Um, and yeah, considering him for, like, for the England um, squad. Jamie got that injury really because, uh, yeah, he was looking good. Yeah, absolutely. And then my front three don't really need much introduction: Kevin De Bruyne, Bruno Fernandez, and Harry Kane. Yeah, nice. uh, I think that's as good as it gets. It's a little bit boring, a little bit mainstream, <laughs> but I think my team would, would do pretty well there. How about yourself, Nick? Who's your uh, who's your ultimate five aside? So I've thrown in a few surprises, but um, reasons behind that. So in goal, I've gone with Edison. I think he'd be a great five aside goalkeeper. Can play out from the back of his feet. Um, yeah, good shot stopper. Just a quality all round goalkeeper. Can also take a penalty if needed. One step run up pen. No problem. Uh, at the back, I've gone for Sideshow Bob, David Luiz. Um, I think he'd be a good five-a-side player. Great on the ball, can bring the ball out of defence, great passer. Um, I, I honestly wouldn't think yeah. you were going to pick him, to be fair. Um, I'm that's sorry, a very I'm rogue pick. He had him in his pocket in the North London derby recently. So yeah, that's true. Midfield, I've gone for somebody. I feel I feel like you always need this type of player in your midfield, especially five aside as well. Um, almost, you know, it's two players. I've gone for Golo Kante, a real Rolls Royce in there. You know, gets around the pitch, covers every blade of grass, box to box. Um, does the dirty work, gives yeah. it to the players, you know, in attack. And then in attack, I've gone for uh, two players who I think in five-a-side would really keep the ball well, good dribblers of the ball. Um, the first one, who I think has had a great season, obviously, for Aston Villa, Jack Grealish, and really should be one of the first names on the team sheet for England in the Euros. Um, you know, Great player, great dribbler, eye for goal. Um, and then up front, I've gone for the Egyptian king, not <laughs> Mohammed Al Nene, but Mo Salah. Um, just, I think, you know, Liverpool have not had a great season. He's still scored a lot of goals this season. I think he'd be a great five side player. He's got good pace, scores goals, keeps the ball well, nice and nimble. Um, so that's my five or team with David Louise captain. <laughs> what about you, it's Cam? A, it's a good side. Um, to be fair, uh, I've I've gone with um, a bit of form and a bit of proven quality. Um, so in goal, I've actually picked Allison. Um, albeit he's had a pretty poor season, I think, uh, for his standards. But um, in, in my opinion, he's the best goalkeeper in the league by by a country mile. Um, I think obviously Edison's up there, but I, th I still think Allison's much better. Uh, so yeah, I think Allison needs to go in, can play out from the back, very good goalkeeper. Um, so yeah, he's my goalkeeper. Um, I've gone for one which I actually thought you both would pick um, as my central defender. Uh, I have gone for Ruben Diaz, who I think has been probably, arguably, the signing of the season. Um, yeah, he's a just shout. a no nonsense centre back. Um, just. If it needs to go rose ed, it will. But if he can play, he will. You know, a very good uh, defender. 
And I mean, I've, I've got his stats here. Uh, he's kept 13 clean sheets this season for Man City when he's played. He's had 20, played 27 games and, and they've won 20 of those games that he's played in, which I just think, you know, with him and, and Stones next to him, that's just, uh, uh, yeah, he has to be in there for me. Um, very good, very good defender, as I said. Um, and obviously he is a threat from set pieces. I mean, not that you're sticking it in the box on a, on a, on a five-a-side game, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, he he is a threat. Yeah, he's rock solid. Good good leader as well at the back. Um, I'll go for my more uh, informed pick in midfield. Um, I've gone for Mason Mount. I think um, he he probably is, uh, you know, alongside Grealish, alongside Madison, is probably should be in that England side. Uh, I think for the fact that he's more versatile than those two, um, he should probably uh, be picked more by Southgate. And I guess he has been being picked more by him uh, in the last few games um but yeah obviously I think he's he's been really good this season um and there was arguments when Lampard left that he was just sort of go under the radar uh but he's come out of his shell a bit more and there's a bit more responsibility on on his shoulders and he, he's he's stepped up to that really hasn't he um and I think he's a great midfielder and it's a great prospect for England I guess as well um my other midfielder I've gone for two midfielders um, which I don't know if that's controversial or not, but uh, the pick might be. <laughs> um, now, I think this player is really good, but I don't think he's been great for the club that he's played for. Uh, he's, he's so hot and cold. Uh, I've gone for Paul Pogba. Um, I, it might be a rug pick. I don't know. But um, I just think he's unplayable on his day. His range of passing is an absolute joke. Um, and, you know, his quality is proven. Uh, I just think at times he's not great for Man United, but with the players he's had around him, maybe that's the case. Um, but yeah, I just think the way that he breaks up the play and the way that he can play football, it can't go unnoticed and it has to go in. I think he has to go in. Is he gonna, um, will, he, will he track back there? Will he do the dirty work? <laughs> well, I think he has to if Mason Mount's in there as well. Um, you know, I think uh, the, but those two would work well together. I think they both would have the you know, the communication that you hope to uh, push forward and stay back when needed. Uh, but I mean, with Ruben Diaz back there, come on, you, you've got a solid central defender. You, don't, you might not need Pogba to track back. Um, uh, and I'm with Max on my striker, uh, Harry Kane for me. Um, me and Nick had a debate as well in the past about whether Harry Kane would be a, a five-a-side striker just with... Um, you know, his ability in the air and uh, penalties and stuff like that. But I think he's just, just could be the, well, he is the best number nine in the league, in my opinion. Um, and he has to go in there. Uh, you know, if you're counting Salah as a nine, then maybe it's, contra you know, it's, it's an argument you can have, but, you know, for an out and out striker, Harry Kane is the best in the league. It's great that he's English, obviously. Um, so shame he plays for Spurs, but you know, we live on. Um, but yeah, I think he's really good. He'll link up the play really well. And obviously he's, he's had a lot of goals and a lot of assists, assists this season. Um, and I mean, I would probably have him as captain maybe as well. So yeah, that would be my five, I think. That's some good choices, uh, chaps. Um, so yeah, guys, if any of you've got any uh, teams, send them in to us. Um, leave us a comment on Twitter or whatever. Send your teams in. Um, I'm sure some of you will have an opinion on our teams there. Um, yeah, it'll be good to hear. Um, it'll be good to hear what other people think. Um, obviously, Twitter account at in off the bar nine. If you've got any comments or any messages you want to send in, um, obviously, we'll try and get them. Try and get them a little feature in in uh, 
the following shows. But um, as for this week, um, Max, just want to thank you for coming on. It's lovely to chat to you and it's been a long time. And uh, obviously it's nice to talk about Cheltenham. So thanks for that. And, uh, yeah, cheers, yeah. Max. Cheers for coming on. Thanks, so town can kick on. Yeah, well, hopefully the next time I come on, we're having a promotion party together. That'd be a nice episode, wouldn't Champers it? Champers on ice. Absolutely. There we are. <laughs> and uh, as always, Nick, it's been a pleasure. Um, some good five-a-side teams in there. And obviously, uh, Max chucked us some questions, which was good. A good little feature for this week. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, next week, um, we don't have a guest. So it would just be me and Nick again. Um, and we will be bringing you a new feature, which we'll explain to you later in the week. But thanks for listening, guys. Have a lovely week. See you soon.